Welcome to All The Frogs, the podcast where we dissect the dating scene, covering everything from first dates to heartbreak and all that's in between. We're your hosts, Lee and Jules, and between us, we've literally met all the frogs out there. And that makes us the most qualified, unqualified pair to share our dating advice. Join us each week as we navigate single life, exploring the highs and lows of dating and chatting about the lessons learned along the way. This is All The Frogs. Let's jump on into the episode. Well, hi, Jules. Hey, Lee. <laughs> hey, Ben. Oh, not too bad. That's not good. Too bad. Not too bad. What are we talking about today? Well, last week we talked about what brought us here to All the Frogs. Yes. And the dating disasters being that horrible, funny sort of launching pad, yes. <laughs> if you will, for All the Frogs or the lily pad, dare I say. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I guess it's only like the natural thing then is to talk about like how do you get over those dating disasters? How do you get through those heartbreaks? How do you get back out there? Exactly. Like, how do you know if you're ready or what does ready even mean? Yeah, I 100%. We need, I agree. We need to discuss this. I think everybody's version of ready is like completely different. Mm. When you go, are you ready? You really should be asking yourself, well, what are you saying that I'm ready for? Because if I'm ready to get laid... Yeah, maybe that's like a really quick yes. I'm ready, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, give it to me. Or am I ready to go out and find the one? Fuck mm. no. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's my responses, but I'm just saying like ready means different things to different people at different times of that single life journey. Yeah, and I think that there's this idea that there should be like a set period of time after a relationship before you get into a new relationship. I think Sex in the City is completely to blame for that. Are they the ones that came up with the it's half the oh, time yep. of your like previous Bruce relationship? Like, it is, yeah. Oh, that's where that came from. It is, yeah. And I think that's a lot of BS. I used to preach it though. Damn me. I mean, if we if we applied that theory, we would be in our late 40s. <laughs> if we added all those times yes. up. Sex in the City women, they're completely wrong. <laughs> no, so I think today we're going to talk about when you're ready for yourself. Like, how, how do you know that you're ready and what are you ready for? Yeah. And then we're going to talk about a few tips and uh, personal experiences in for that journey of getting yourself back, back out there. Absolutely. Whether that be for, you know, a couple of one-night stands, a bit of fun. Or your next who knows. Is yes, The confidence exactly. boost of getting back out there. It's funny you say that because I've been doing a lot of reading about mainly rebounding. My friend said to me the other day, she's, she said, you should do an episode on rebounding. You know, is it helpful or is it harmful? Because we're talking about her friend that kind of rebounded straight out of a relationship. And of course, that relationship didn't work out in the end. And I shouldn't say, of course, because it's not necessarily it's the true. case. Very good point. But it didn't work out. But it kind of set her up to be her best self mm. for the relationship after that. And now she's married and has a family and... I, I don't know how long this period of time was that all of this <laughs> happened, but the person that was telling me this story was saying it, that relationship that she had, and she acknowledges that it was a rebound, but it was exactly what she needed mm. in that moment. Yeah. And I think that a rebound doesn't always have to be like the first person that you date after someone else necessarily. I mean, well, it is in a way. But just because that's the first person doesn't mean it's also a rebound. Yeah, like a rebound yeah, is yeah. that. Okay. I was thinking now that's making the definition of a, of a rebound. rebound. <laughs> but if the first person that you date after somebody else doesn't automatically make them a rebound, a rebound is about the mindset that you're going into that 
as the first person. Yeah. Because if you're not ready. Or unconscious as well. It's like what you were saying about next relationship is automatically a rebound because you might be ready for your next relationship. A rebound is more about maybe you're not ready Mm. for potentially what you're going in to that relationship That's it, yeah. for. You have articulated what I couldn't get I don't out. feel like I actually did articulate <laughs> This rebounding stuff is complicated. It's really hard. Know. It's Lucky really the hard. listeners have us <laughs> to talk them through this. <laughs> we'll sift through the shit so you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, what it is being ready and whether that's rebound ready or you're active, you could be actively looking for a rebound. Yes. And like, what I was reading was about the benefits of mm-hmm. rebounding. Like if you are consciously rebounding, like you said, you're looking, what are the benefits? And the main benefit that I could see from all of this commentary is that it's about your self-confidence and your self-worth and helping you kind of build back up your self-esteem. And when we say this, we are not apologetic to the men that we're using along the way for that rebound. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so guys. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm kind of torn in, on both sides. I don't necessarily like the idea of using somebody for a rebound in that sense. And I mean, I think when people rebound, most of it's unconscious. I agree. As well, right. You also got to do what's best for you. That's it. So how do you know if you're ready? Do you feel ready, Lee? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked last week about how I can't even go on a date. But we also talked about how you had been on a date and you thought you were ready. Yeah, true, actually. So and- so what's brought you to that mindset? Like you've had a moment where you thought, yeah, I'm ready and I want to do this. And you've tried to go on a date. We went on a date. You didn't try. You went on a date. Yeah. Well done. I tried hard. Didn't work out. <laughs> but it's that process that you needed to know that you weren't ready. Or was that my rebound moment? And then because he wasn't interested, it didn't go any further and my confidence took a hit. Now, you know, I'm not ready to kind of put myself out there again. But if he had been interested, I might be in a full-blown rebound relationship now. I think the important thing is that you need to be aware of how your emotions are and have your emotions in check before you enter any new scenario and surround yourself with your friends your gal pals that you can debrief after you've gone on that date and you've got and you've put yourself back out there because it is emotionally opening yourself up it's a moment of vulnerability it's letting somebody else in again and it's that confidence of putting yourself out there again with the risk of the unknown of how it's going to go yeah that's huge yes what people worry about with rebounds is that the relationship is not right for that person. So say you're thinking about a friend or a family member and you're like, they've just come out of a relationship. The person that they're in, that they've come into this new relationship with, you know, either it's moving fast or they're a bit of a weirdo and I don't like them or, you know, and so you worry that they're rebounding and therefore they're not kind of seeing clearly. That's it. And as such, they're going to be stuck forever with this person (laughs) that's sort of not suitable for them. And I think, and sign if somebody is like trying to fill a hole or use as a rebound is how much are they comparing that new person to the old person? I like this person 
because he does A, B and C and my ex-partner didn't do A, B and C. Therefore, by default, I like him. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not the way to approach a scenario. But I think when you're going into a rebound, they're really easy tethers to make in a new relationship. I 100% agree with that. I think it's also people that still kind of consistently speak about their ex Mm. as well. Imagine if you're in a relationship with someone that just (gasps) consistently speaks about you wouldn't want to be around that i certainly wouldn't the insight into how they would speak about their ex like i've heard people talk like oh so-and-so was a bitch or i fucking hate this person why am i bleeping myself seriously i fucking hate this person (laughs) (laughs) when it's not in a constructive way like it's just that that anger and that healing that hasn't taken place yes shows that they're not emotionally ready yes and weren't you telling me about someone that you went on a date with who was talking about an ex-partner kind of like that yes i was yes and the this date it was really full on i think he actually said so this is my story like i didn't i didn't ask and he didn't ask me about my story which like i don't feel like that's first date appropriate anyway yeah it's a bit intense but launched into like the whole backstory and really like I reckon a good 40 minutes of this date. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was full on. And it was a walking date. So, like, we had left <laughs> the destination and there was no way back. <laughs> I was like, I'm stuck on this. Went on and on and on about it. And how many times he'd gone back to her and the text messages and the personality types and analysing her personality, analysing the family. And I was like, this is really full on for a first date. But in my mind, I was like, is this what like old people do now when you date? Like, We've you, all got baggage. Yeah, like yeah. do you just shed your baggage at the start? <laughs> I, di- I didn't know if that was normal or not. He was quite negative about her as well. Very negative, right? yeah. Which is a massive red flag. Yeah. And I think you recognised that pretty quick. Very quickly, yeah. So, yeah. ick, 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 yeah. ick, Yeah, and just hearing anyone speak about another woman in the mm. way that I think he might have yeah. spoken about her is not. Anyway, it didn't work out with him Imagine. safe to say <laughs> made it back to the car safely and, uh, <laughs> how long was the walking date then? Oh, it was actually a really long walking yeah. date yeah that's i fine. mean once you get to somewhere you have to turn around and come back i know can't just fake a phone call and get out of there <laughs> especially not at night along the beach <laughs> oh gosh okay so the other thing that i was reading that i found quite interesting and I don't want to get too deep in the psychology because we are absolutely (laughs) not psychologists get deep this study that I was reading was saying that people who reported to being less secure in their previous relationships were more likely to kind of get on with it and be secure in their next one interesting yeah why do you think that is like did they dive into that well what they were kind of saying is that because they'd reflected on it a lot in their previous breakup. It's kind of like what you were saying, how you were saying you think that your relationship might have actually ended before you kind of realised when you guys broke (laughs) up. And so you've had all this time to prepare for it. But in that time that you were preparing for it, you were feeling insecure about it for numerous reasons. I know. And I reflect back on it now. And you know what he used to say to me? Oh, no. What? (laughs) Like we talk about our relationship and our history and he was like, yeah, like you should be asking yourself every day if you want to be with me because I asked myself that question. What? <laughs> Did I never tell you, you that? You never told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's constant reflection about is this, is this the right thing for you and is this the right 
path that you want to take. I don't need to question that every day, but I guess because the seed was planted in my mind, like subconsciously, I was always insecure about whether this person wants to be with me or not. So I was, without knowing that piece of information, like you're bang on there about your assumption about... Well, it's not me, it's the researchers. Well, the researchers (laughs) are bang on. I, I was not part of this methodology. Yeah. That constant questioning of self and self in the relationship naturally then you question what you want from life yeah and when it's over when that relationship was over i did feel in a much better place like fairly quickly after the relationship yeah compared to the length of the relationship like it was it was devastating but within a month or so i felt stronger than ever and i felt like i was back yeah and i i mean i've said to you previously i noticed that Mm. and when you guys broke up, because it was a shock for me, actually. Be- I'm not involved in the relationship. <laughs> I wasn't involved. And so... Thrapple. Yeah. <laughs> when you text me and, and said something's gone wrong, mm. I was shocked. And I think our friends were shocked as well because people don't necessarily see what's going on no. inside. And I never expected it. Yeah. It is interesting because I think in those times of confusion and... I don't want to use the word reflection, but when you were thinking about the relationship and recognizing that there were potentially issues, I think you were kind of probably moving on. Um, absolutely. In that time. Yeah. And so then you'd already kind of, once you got over the initial shock, shock. you were done. Yeah. I'm so true. So true. I think that reflection like continued after the relationship. And as you move through like, those phases of how you're feeling, which I move through them in the relationship as well. I then got to a point where I was like, am I ready for dating? Like I was questioning myself whether I was ready. Yeah. And my friend, not you, another friend, I have more than one. Oh, wow. shit. Who? <laughs> I dare not name her. But she was like, you're ready. Like if you're asking the question, if you're ready, go and try. Like no one's going to answer that for you except you putting yourself out there. She sounds very clever. It was very, very sage advice. (laughs) And so I did. Like, and for me, that's how I knew when I was verbalizing it and at a point of verbalizing it, not just internally questioning it. And you were enjoying the dates that you were going on. Like even if they weren't successful, you came away feeling kind of positive. Yeah, I was like, oh, I just put myself out there and yeah. I didn't curl up into a ball. Yeah, you didn't take a hit to the ego if something didn't go well. Or It makes clear a really important point, which is that there's no time frame mm. for rebounding. I want to make the distinction between this whole concept of ready and what ready means. Being ready to date for dating and a partner is very different with being ready to date and sleep around if that's what fulfills your needs and nothing is wrong with either of those things yeah absolutely not but i think there's an emotional disconnect with one and not the other you can feel the need for a physical connection with someone and be ready for that without the deep emotional ready yeah am i making sense you are one thing i've always noticed with friends who have come out of a relationship the idea of being disappointed that you have to go back to square one you know I was building my life towards having a husband and kids and a picket fence and all the things that we're brought up to expect our life to turn into I'm 30 whatever and now I've broken up with my partner and I'm back at square one so I immediately have to go out there and try and get back 
to where I was. Yeah. I've gone backwards. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the end goal. It's not the end. Yeah. And that moment should be not about I have to get back to where I was. It's, wow, this is what I've learned and this is how far I've come. Now at this age in my life, what do I want to move forward? Because it should be different to what you wanted five years ago if you've grown and evolved as a person. It doesn't have to be majorly different. But it's a moment for you to pause and think about that. Yeah, exactly. So what about prepping for your dating journey? Like what do we think we need to be doing to make sure that we're ready in ourselves? Boost that confidence. <laughs> yep. like what I, I was saying before about boosting your confidence by rebounding. <laughs> How else can we do it? <laughs> you've got to pick yourself back up and you've got to find ways that you personally fill your own cup. Yes. That is that stupid age old saying, but it's actually so true of like, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give anything to someone else if you're not first, have your own cup filled. So you've got to find those things that satisfy that for you. Yeah. And they might be things that you used to do before that relationship that you dropped when you merged with this other person. Yeah. And finding like new hobbies and interests or like going back to those old hobbies and interests reclaiming hobbies that became like mutual hobbies and yeah. like finding your groove in them yeah that again. would be hard to do hard to do yeah. but it's important like you've liked that thing for a reason you need to like rediscover why you liked it just yeah. for you reclaiming your own friendship circles oh, yeah i don't think either of us really had merged friendship groups with our exes mm. really uh, that were important but i know some people Really uh, hard. Yeah, really, really hard. Especially when they've been together from a younger age. And then it's like that re-establishment of the friendship groups almost prolongs the ending of the relationship too because yeah. everyone's like drawing battle lines of like whose side they're going to take on and there's awkwardness around that. It is sad though when people have to give up certain friendships because it's just not possible oh. to maintain. You mourn the relationship. And then you mourn the friendships that you've yeah. lost as well. And family, of course. Your family are. Yeah. Yeah. A hard one as well. But like this hobby thing, I completely relate to it. Like I love dancing. I love going out and dancing. But all my friends don't love the same things that I love. Like you love going out. Yeah. You're not going to get down and dirty with me to hip hop music and R&B because you don't like that music. No. I mean, I don't not like it, but I'm a house girl. You also don't like that. Oh, you don't like that music. You I can't dance. I can't dance to R and B. I'm not. I've got the booty, but I don't have the energy. You know. <laughs> so for me, I was like, this is something that I've always loved doing. I've dabbled in classes before, and I finally committed to going to a girly hip hop R and B class. And I've been humping the floor, gyrating up against things, <laughs> slut dropping touching myself in a room full of strangers (laughs) on a Friday night and I absolutely love it and it just makes me feel reconnected to that fun sensual side of myself that I feel got really lost Mm. in a past relationship and it's the absolute perfect confidence boost. I'm sure to anyone listening it sounds like the absolute perfect way to kind of get your groove back right yeah you you get out there you work on your self-confidence you work on your fitness You work on meeting new people, all of these things like this brings it. You've made me watch quite a few video recordings. Oh, yeah, we all video ourselves. It's a whole thing. I can't imagine anything worse for me personally (laughs) than doing this. But 
it works absolute wonders for you. Yeah, it's it's my groove that I found. Yeah. And it is something I really look forward to each week. Now it's time for Tried and Tested. Each week we venture out into the wild to seek out solo activities, test trends and find out what really works when it comes to dating and living your best single life. We do the hard work so you don't have to. And I've got one for you today, Jules. Love it. Far away, Lee. Give it to us. So do you remember uh, maybe like April this year, we started seeing this ring everywhere, this turquoisey, greeny, blue coloured ring. I do actually. I remember seeing this thing around and I actually think a friend of mine got one. Yeah. And it was released by this company who had decided they wanted to do like a worldwide dating experiment, I guess, a way to get people off the apps. Basically, you wear the ring and it declares to everybody that you're single and ready to mingle. So it's like the opposite of an engagement ring. Exactly. It's like a, hey, I'm ready to like go for it kind of ring. (laughs) Is that what you mean? Rather than like a... I'm off limits. Yeah. So apparently they've released it all over the world. You know, it's in Australia, of course, US, UK, Europe. I've seen that like it's all the rage in Egypt. Apparently they love it in Egypt. And so I thought, okay, I'll just watch this space because if this was successful, I mean, it's a game changer, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like engagement rings, everybody goes to look for that finger if someone's or wedding bands if you're a man, and to see if you're available or not. So I guess if you can establish this other sort of ring as like the, hey, I'm ready for you to like date me, we're already like conditioned to look at the fingers, <laughs> if you know what I mean, as like a sign of availability. So I reckon it'll be awesome. Yeah, it would be so good to be able to get off the apps. So have my eye on it, but I haven't really seen anything on it since they like first advertised it back in April, May. I've been trying to find people's feedback about whether it's worked and it's some feedback on it like, hey, how's your ring going? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the other thing is I can't imagine guys wearing it. Is it just a way for girls to let guys know they're available? And since when do guys care about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Like for some fucking sleazebag men's the engagement ring or wedding band is like a challenge rather than a stop sign gross yeah they say that it's really good for single women because single women can basically then say oh hey i want to be approached by wearing it and so then apparently they get left alone the rest of the time if they're not wearing that ring i've seen no evidence of this Like no evidence is in like no change in being approached or like just not being approached Or just not being asked out. (laughs) Maybe a bit of both. Anyway, so as I said, I've been keeping an eye on it because I wanted to know if people were finding that it worked. I think in response to that, the answer (laughs) is not clear because nobody is posting anything anywhere about this ring. So, of course, I thought, well, sometimes we just have to do the hard work ourselves. So I ordered myself a ring. (laughs) Oh, my God, you what? (laughs) Okay, so when I said that my friend got one, I was not referring to you. When did you get this ring? Oh my God. I know, I didn't tell you, did I? Yeah, it came a couple of weeks ago and I wore it for about two weeks straight. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I actually wore it to your house when we were recording an app. <laughs> I know, you didn't even notice. Oh my God. 
what? What the actual? I'm a terrible friend. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it's super effective. No, I, I wore it for about two weeks. You weren't the only person that didn't notice. I did not receive one comment, an acknowledgement, not even a glance as far as I could see. Nobody noticed it. And it kind of surprised me because it's not an attractive ring, right? It's people, I would have thought people would notice it. If it was that ugly, then like, I'm sure I would have noticed, but I didn't notice anything ugly on you. I guess that's a positive takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> They've also suggested that people put this pair emoji in their Instagram profiles to tell people that they are single. Did you hear about that one? <laughs> yeah, I have heard about the pair emoji, actually. There's like a whole library of emojis that you can put in your Insta bio that mean different things. I mean, I'm on private and I always will be, so I've never tried it and entertained the fact, but yeah, this pair is like a thing. It's like, hey, slide on in. So does that mean you've tried the pair because you want a bit of DM action? No, I haven't tried it, but I just feel like I would get a heap of seedy messages. Like, I don't feel like it would ever attract the kind of people that you want to attract. And, And also people have to be looking at your profile. Like, who's looking at my profile? And why aren't they reaching out to me already? I reckon you should give it a go. Like, each episode, we're encouraging people to slide on into our DMs for all the frogs. Pop a pair in there and get them to slide on into yours too. (laughs) I bloody love it. Please, please do it. So you're not a fan of the pair in the Insta bio and you got no love with this ring, the anti-engagement ring. Would you recommend it then? No, I probably wouldn't recommend it. I think it's a waste of money. I can't even remember exactly how much it was, between 20 and $30 or something around there um, for a piece of what's silicon. So no, I probably wouldn't recommend it, but I think our listeners can consider it tried and tested. I've done the hard work for them and um, you're very welcome. <laughs> now I'll go back to my cave. <laughs> So I guess you can tick that one off the list. No, cross it. Cross it off the list. (laughs) Fail. Big fail. (laughs) Now, when you got back on the apps, were you initially kind of excited to see what was out there? Before that, I was so nervous about finding photos of myself yeah. that weren't from when I was on the apps last time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you need new photos. Yeah, but we also had lockdown in this I period, know. right? There was there was nothing. I have had to use some old photos. Yeah, that's okay. You look exactly the same. <laughs> Thank you, Ageless. Yeah. I've gone with some smiley fun ones out there. I actually don't have photos with anyone else in them except you okay love that (laughs) but i've opened i strategically opened with just photos of me yep and none of them are selfies i am doing in different environments so i think i have one just out having fun like walking down the street like more like casual relaxed yep i've got a no makeup one on there yep it is from a distance though like i'm not that brave is that the one after you ran the half marathon no, I haven't got that on there, oh, actually. I bet men would love that. <laughs> <laughs> they love an active woman, don't they? I do have one in active wear, though, and that is also with the dog. Oh, so, their you know, favourite dog, picture. Two for one. <laughs> <laughs> and one, like, more dressed up as well yeah. at a wedding, and that's the one with you. Yeah. So. I, and I think that's – I mean, that's similar to what I've got. I've got one full length from afar. I've got – a selfie where I'm a bit made, not, I didn't take a selfie, but yeah. I've got like a, a profile up. picture with someone else where I'm made up. I've got a picture 
from after the gym with my dog. I've got a picture of me um, snorkeling, Cute. you know, so yeah. kind of lots of different things that show kind of what I'm into. That's it. And yeah. by having showing diversity in your pictures, you're creating multiple points of interest for multiple different types of men or whoever you're into that you can invite in to start a conversation. Yeah. You're not closing yourself up to other opportunities by having such a narrow focus profile. Yeah. And there is like a feature on some of the apps. I think it's Tinder and Bumble. Bumble, where you can like set your opening picture to actually what's the most popular. Yeah. Yeah. And so just do that. And yeah. then you'll see what people are commenting back on. Do you know what's weird is with that thing on Bumble that where it automatically puts your like most liked yeah. picture up. It's the like far away shot of me where you can't really see my face. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but what does that mean? I do sometimes wonder like, have they looked at a few close up hot ones first and then they've gone, oh, like this isn't just like fake filtered photos at the start. Yeah. I can see her from a distance and see yeah. her in full now. She has legs and feet. Yeah, and- <laughs> I like her. And that, like that's why it's the most popular. Yeah. From how maybe. it was originally set up. Maybe. Then I, then once I got through the photo moment, I was then excited to like see what was out there. I mean, that excitement faded pretty quickly, yeah. especially when I was like, saw that guy five years ago, saw that guy three years ago, whatever it was. We're cycling through some old familiar faces. There's something yeah? about the algorithm as well that it gives you, when you first log in, it gives you like all the good ones. All the hot ones. And then <laughs> they go. So you're like, yeah, oh my God, it's amazing. And then literally like five minutes later, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, that, they're done now. Oh, someone super liked me. Uh, oh. <laughs> no. No, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've served a purpose, a confidence boost. Yeah. Definitely. That is a nice feeling. But with that high of a boost does come the lows of the fickle nature of it yeah and kind of reality setting, setting in it, yeah how many frogs and not princes are in, that, are in that pond out there oh god pond may be big but it's not quality yeah it's got a lot of blue algae <laughs> <laughs> there's not heaps of options no there's not and like people don't come up to you in the supermarket or anywhere else in the wild like have that's you heard all that fantasy. thing about if you put like bananas in your trolley <laughs> have you is Sorry. it bananas Oh, shit. I hope I don't tell everyone the wrong information. I'm pretty sure if you put bananas in your trolley, it's like a a message that you're single. I don't even use a trolley. Yeah, me either. (laughs) (laughs) What single person needs a trolley for their groceries? I have a friend that he would actually try and pick people up at the supermarket. Okay. And he would talk about his signature dish that he makes that he would be buying the ingredients for when he would then start talking to these women. So he would just just look to his right and... Yeah, start talking to people, yeah. And I was like, this literally never happens. Like, who are you? And so was he successful? (laughs) He had some dates from this method. If you got hit on in the supermarket... By someone half decent looking, what would you do? Um, nobody is hitting on me in the supermarket. I am usually in my pajamas, <laughs> and I'm not one of those girls that wear like sexy pajamas to bed. Like I am wearing. Last week I went to the supermarket and I was wearing this jumper. It's about twenty years old. And it has a whale on the front. With like, <laughs> it looks like a child's jumper. So you're really dressing for success here. Yeah, I've got my Uggs on. I've usually my hair's usually kind of afro esque. Oh, nice. I'm not. No one's hitting on me. 
But if someone did hit on me, I'd be pretty happy about it. I think being hit on in the wild is a confidence boost. <laughs> Absolutely. You, I actually think that you'd snub them. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you just like look at them like I think you got the wrong person so and walk off. <laughs> My headphones are in, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't have any spare no, change. No, no. <laughs> now we know that things don't always go to plan in dating life. Each week, we bring you the best of the worst, cringiest and hilarious dating adventures of our listeners. Mm. Lee, what have you got for us this week? We actually have a listener story. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> She's called it Chicken Alfredo. Okay, interesting. Okay. Hey, Lee and Jules. I met up with this guy at a restaurant once. The conversation was going really well up until we order. He then excuses himself and is gone for a seriously long time. Awkward. (laughs) I thought he'd just left and I was considering paying the bill and ditching out too. Maybe 10 minutes later, he walks back in with bloodshot eyes. Oh, God. Yeah. Stoner alert. Well, she says, I thought he went out and smoked, (laughs) which is a deal breaker for me. So I knew the rest of this date was pointless. But then he apologizes for his absence and told me I ordered the same dish as his ex and he got emotional and went and cried in the car. Oh, no. (laughs) She says, seriously, I ordered the chicken Alfredo. Pretty common meal. (laughs) I wonder Uh, if there was a second date after that. I I wonder if she doesn't say. I think he was on the rebound. He was not ready. (laughs) I think think that's probably fair to say. I mean, if you're out there, Lister, and you're you're listening to this set, please let us know what happened next. But I think we can probably guess. No No second second date. Nah. No second date. Do you have one to share this week? I've got one. And this one is one that I observed. Okay. Braved the elements one day and I went for a run around Albert Park Lake. You love Albert Park Lake. I do love Albert Park Lake. (laughs) And it was grey before I left, but then like... Once I'd committed to running and I was on the other side of the lake, it was like bucketing down and I'm running along and I see an old man on the side of the lake, like trying to hold this dog. And next to him is this younger woman visibly distressed. I was like, what is going on here? So I stopped my run and I'm like, are you okay? Like she's like really upset. Oh, my dog is in the lake. (laughs) Oh no. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She's like, and he's gone out to get the dog. Who? Like, who is he? Her first date. Oh, no. <laughs> he's jumped in the lake. He's jumped in the lake in this horrible weather. So they've gone and the golden retriever was her dog, but she was like inconsolable. This old man had stopped to try and help manage her and so ended up with the dog. <laughs> His dog. His dog, the guy that's gone <laughs> in the lake. And so she's standing there on the side of the lake beside herself the man and this dog are out in the middle of the lake it's freezing cold oh my god i was like how long have they been out there for she's like i don't know like 20 minutes I was like, <gasps> what the hell like this is not sustainable the poor dog the poor man like we know nothing about him there's an island in the middle of the lake right they, there is an island they were not near the island no we near the island <laughs> no. okay i mean it was in the vicinity but the dog was not swimming to the island no and the dog was not swimming back and it was to a land. golden retriever so it's Big. Big, yeah, yeah, and lots of energy. They will literally chase anything. So I bet it chased one of those cute little baby <laughs> swans. Probably. <laughs> so I'm like, what can I – have you called for help? Yeah. They hadn't. I was like, all right, first thing I'm going to do is run to the canoe shed place yep. and see if anyone is there. Yeah. I run back. 
No one's there. No. Okay. Okay. So we can't get a canoe in or something to help these people. <laughs> That's very clever though. Thank you. So then I call the park ranger for the lake. Yeah. There's a sign, a number, I call. He's knocked off for the day. <laughs> he suggests that I call the police. Wait, so he answered and then he said, answered I and can't he's help. like, I finished, I'm really sorry. And I was like, get your canoe, get, get out, out of here. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, well, I'll do what he says and I'll call the police. Like, I feel ridiculous at this point, but like, I'm compelled to help this woman. Yeah. They're like, there's nothing we can do. You should call the ambulance because if he's injured or he's like at risk of being hurt from being in the water for so long, you should call them. So I'm like, he's not out of the water. We need him out of the water. We need the dog out of the water. Yeah. So I think, no, that's a bad idea. I'm going to call the fire brigade. So I call the fire brigade and they're like, okay, this is something we can come and try and help with. We're not sure how, just tell us exactly where you are. And I'm like, give them my location on the lake. And then I'm just waiting with this woman and she's still inconsolable. And I was like, I I don't feel like I can do anything else here. I can't console you anymore. I'm going to (laughs) go. Look, I've actually got plans. Well, it was really awkward. I was like, I don't actually know what else to do. And to sit here with you, but you have a lovely man here sitting with you, watching you. I'm about to leave and the guy gets in from the lake and the fire brigade arrive. And I'm just like, this is all way too overwhelming. And I ran home. (laughs) So he swam back in. He swam back in. I don't know what happened to the dog. I don't know what happened to the rest of their date. Well, I, I really want to I mean, know. it sure is a story to tell at the wedding, isn't yeah. it? Do you think she was distraught about him at all? I don't think so. It was the dog. It was very clearly the dog yeah. that she was upset about. I'd be pretty upset if my dog jumped into like I mean, I don't know dog. how far around the lap of the lake they were. They were quite near the car park side. Yeah. So, you know, like near MSAC. So I'm, I think they might have just started. Yeah, literally <laughs> got out of the car, dog runs straight into the lake. <laughs> she doesn't know anything about Yeah. I mean... I'm making this assumption, but her distress was 99% about the dog. Well, this man sounds like a hero. So if you're listening and it didn't work out <laughs> after you jumped in the lake. Put it in your dating bio yeah. on the apps and Lee's going to slide right Just on in. Just hit us up on yeah. Insta. <laughs> That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for joining us on All the Frogs. If you like today's app, please subscribe, leave us a review wherever you listened and follow us on Insta at allthefrogs underscore podcast. And if you've given one of our tried and tested recs a go, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. And do not forget to send in your dating disasters. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. You've got this.